This is the Chief Supreme Commander, Rolando Alejandro Zamora, wishing the Channel14.com a happy fifth anniversary! Jobber Talk with Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hi and welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin and this is my hopefully brief episode about HistoryCon 2018. I went all three days there. However, on day one, I only made it to the PM slot around 5 PM. Day two, I only made it to the first slot, uh, the first PM slot and had to leave before the second one, which started around 6 PM in the evening. But I was there when it was the last day at August 12, 2018, day 3. It was that day when it was MWF versus PWR, or basically an MWF-PWR collaboration on the whole show. Because the first two days, there were some PWR wrestlers, but, you know, not on every match. We'll get to that later. But now let's start with day one. I'll run down the results. This is the part I missed. Day one, during the AM, it was Gig Striker taking on Frankie 13. Originally, it was scheduled to be Frankie's... No, no. It was originally scheduled to be Giggs versus Fabio, but Frankie 13 was a last-minute replacement, and Gig Striker defeated him. Aldrin Richards defeated RG. Martivo defeated Kyle Season. And the main event for the first slot was Mr. Lucha defeating Robin Sane. Now for the second slot, I was there and it also had four matches. The first match I saw was Kyle Season taking on Aldrin Richards. They had a very enjoyable match. Um, sadly, Kyle Season used his submission expertise to make Aldrin Richards tap out. Fabio Makisig and Gig Striker, the two best friends, were up next as they took on the team of Ashura and Martivo. And by God, I loved that t-shirt that they have, the Ashura and Martivo t-shirt. These two wrestlers would wear the t-shirts for the whole of HistoryCon, and it was a sight to see. If ever they would sell it in the future, I would most certainly buy one. Uh, this was a pretty entertaining match with Fabio um, putting on the charisma there. He was playing with the crowd while he was on the corner. He was like posing, sleeping, sitting on the ropes while Giggs was trying to fight for his team. There was a point where Giggs was like, Fabio! Fabio! And then the, he finally tagged out to Fabio. The match ended when Fabio Makisig got the pinfall victory over the other team. And may I say, um, it was a very, very entertaining match. Martivo and Ashura, while this might be their first time teaming together, they really look good as a tag team. Now, next up, Robin Sane had an open challenge against a very mysterious wrestler. This is the first time we saw her. Uh, it was a masked wrestler and she really put the fight to Robin Sane. However, Robin Sane made a narrow victory as he rolled her up for the pinfall. Now we go on to the main event of day one. It was the glitch. Morgan Vaughn taking on Mr. Lucha. 
last time they faced up it was last year at I think MWF Road to Fate I may be wrong on this but I feel like it was Road to Fate which will be the next MWF show uh, Mr. Lucha handily defeated Morgan Vaughn that time but this time it was Morgan Vaughn who delivered a surprise victory over MWF's resident Lucha man Mr. Lucha in what was a very entertaining main event there was this one point wherein Morgan Vaughn even left the ringside to sit with the audience members at HistoryCon. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that was day one. Now let's move on to day two. The first slot, the first PM slot, that was the part I watched. It was Brother Joe Marliwanag taking on Aldrin Richards. And Aldrin Richards continues his HistoryCon losing streak because Brother Jomar defeated him with the inverted DDT and he put on a promo before the match which was pretty awesome and did I mention that the book of Liwanag was very very bright hmm? next up it was Frankie 13 versus Kyle Season. Kyle was well just like his usual self he was irritating the crowd he was egging them on most of the time he even tried to you know get in the crowd members' faces but Frankie 13 tried his best to beat up Kyle Season. Season zeroed in on the leg, but Frankie 13 made that victory for him and he pinned Mr. Kyle Season. Next up would be Kyle Season's former mentor, Mr. Lucha, taking on Fabio Makisic. Before the match, Fabio mentioned that, hey, why are you pitting me against another undefeated man here? on a one-on-one -on -one contest even though I remember Mr. Lucha already losing to Robin Sane in a tournament but uh, this one was a very very interesting matchup as we thought that Mr. Lucha will get one up against Fabio Makise but a kick out of nowhere clocked Mr. Lucha and he was down for the count Fabio Makisig pinned him Afterwards, he even shrugged at our direction and say, Hey, look, I won. And I think this was the time after the match where he demanded some money from Tarek El Tayek, and he got it after the match. And that would be a recurring theme, I guess, because the next day that would happen again after, well, after a match he competed in. Now, let's go on PM slot 2. Sadly, I did not get to see this. But I heard that Ashura defeated Mystery Mask Lady. Ninja Ryujin defeated Morgan Vaughn in a one-on-one -on -one contest where in between this contest, when the Philippine National Anthem was being played, both men stopped and, uh, well, they put their hand on their right chest and sang for the Philippine National Anthem. After the National Anthem was finished, they continued their match. Now the next match saw Rex Lawin and Coach Gus Queens defeating RG and Gig Striker. And finally the main event of day two which I wanted to see but I had to leave because of family, uh, family and personal reasons was Kotohiro with Nina taking on Robin Sane. Now I heard Kotohiro defeated Robin Sane and afterwards a despicable foreigner by the name of Zayden Trudeau entered ringside and blindsided Robin Sane, insulted Robin Sane's way of dress, insulted Robin Sane's get-up, 
his accent and calling MWF a ghetto promotion. My God, that evil, evil man. How dare he call it ghetto? Oh, that I didn't say ghetto. I mean, ghetto. Did I say that right? Yeah, thuggus wuggus. Yeah. Um, he was about to do the 450, but he said, nah, not today. Hence, we're gonna talk about these guys later on their 450 match on day three. Now, let's go to my favorite day, day three, because this was the day I actually got to watch everything. We start off with PM slot one. It started around 12.30 and ended around 2 p.m. It was Joe Marley Wanag taking on the Lightbringer from PWR. My favorite Rebajador next to Maximo. Quattro! It was an evenly fought match with Quattro delivering the Destino on Jomar. But it was no use. Jomar kicked out and he got the victory after he kind of hypnotized or kind of stunned Quattro as he opened the book up. The light book. And Quattro was dazed and, you know, he was... He fell prey to Jomar Liwanag's tactics. Afterwards, Jomar said, You may be the light bringer, but still, the light in me is stronger. And maybe one day you will work alongside me in the name of Liwanag. Or something like that. Well, next one is a six-man tag match that I have been waiting for. It was Kyle Season and the Kaka Ebros with Marky delivering the best Kaka Ebro intro ever. And if you weren't down with that, he had two words for you. Sounds like good. Oh wait, that's more than two words. Anyway, yeah, they faced off with Martivo, Hanzelo Silva, and Aldrin Richards. It was a pretty awesome match with everyone doing their thing from the Kaka Ebros doing the nipple twister thing on the corner, plus Kyle joining that, um, Martivo doing the twerk face, um, the Manila. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say Manila Bays. The Bay Wolves kicking so much ass as well. And the match ended with a triple submission finish when Martivo, Silva, and Richards made their opponents tap out. Now, next up, Martivo is back in the ring again, but this time he joins Ashura, who had a brief in-ring promo, who tried to gather some people around HistoryCon to go watch her match as she and Crystal will do some awesome women's wrestling and PWR tag team champion Crystal did make her way to ringside and they both had a match. It was a pretty even match with Ashura getting the advantage after Martivo actually helping her out. So yeah, that was pretty amazing to see that Martivo actually did like a bad guy thing. However, when you remember Martivo was attacked by Crystal first months back. Crystal turned her back on Martivo and Robin months back. So, hey, Martivo may have been just trying to get some payback, you know. So yeah, Alshara got the win over Crystal. This was for me like an upset win because Crystal was one of the most uh, well-traveled local talents we got. She already fought in Singapore, Malaysia, and in Thailand so yeah this is one huge win for Asura 
And speaking of huge, the next match was huge. It was Rex Lawin taking on the Apocalypse, man. Originally, it was scheduled to be Ralph Imabayashi, the PWR champion, taking on Rex Lawin. But, but maybe something happened before HistoryCon that Ralph had to pull out due to certain reasons. I wouldn't know. Maybe because of the damn rains, guys. Uh, yeah, that was actually something I wanted to talk about, the damn rain. Even though it was raining hard, it didn't stop me from going to HistoryCon for day two or day three. But god damn, it was hard to go to World Trade Center for like Saturday and Sunday because of the stupid rain. And yeah, I hope everyone who was affected by the rain are safe and sound, safe and dry. Heck, even a match that happened on this day was moved. We'll get back to APOC versus Rex in a bit. But yeah, like Tree and De La Torre's match. Instead of the AM slot, it moved to the PM slot because he was stuck in the rain area. Um, so yeah, let's go back to that match. Um, let's go back to Rex versus Apocalypse with Apocalypse dishing out his punishing blows to Danger Rex Lawin and Danger Rex Lawin fighting back. It was a very hard-hitting contest. But in the end, it was Rex Lawin who got the upper hand against PWR's dangerous masked men. And he got the victory. And wow, that was amazing because who knew Rex Lawin would squeeze in that victory against one formidable foe in the Apocalypse. Um, so with him defeating the Apocalypse, who knows how Rex versus Ralph would go down somewhere down the line like... Maybe what? HistoryCon 2019, which by the way has been announced because History Channel's Mr. Jack Ruby confirmed that MWF will be back next year for HistoryCon. Now let's go to the main event of the first slot of Day 3, and it was. Mr. Lucha taking on Alexander Belmonte the third, the warlord. It was a tall task for Mr. Lucha to take on one of PWR's most dangerous men. So yeah, this was a very very interesting match that saw both big men dish it out, but eventually one Belmonte drive later, or was it Belmonte driver? I forgot if it has an R, but yeah. Mr. Financially Stable, the Warlord himself, got the victory over MWF's biggest stars. Man, I can't wait to see these guys tangle up yet again. I enjoyed this match for the first slot. Now, the next slot was very, very long, so I'll just tell you that it was the History Maker Rumble. It was a 30-man rumble. Oh man, it featured MWF and PWR superstars in one ring and my goodness, it was amazing. Marky and Aldrin Richard started off first and those two guys went on until the very end. I think it was Marky who was the final five. He made it to the final five and Aldrin was the final two until Rick. Rex Lawin pinned Aldrin Richards after the ripcord super kick. I mean, those two outlasted almost 28 men. 
Uh, one of my favorite spots there was obviously Gus Global entering the Rumble and taking his sweet ass time to get in the ring. And uh, what else? Well, Fabio Makisic making his appearance, ragging on everyone in that ring for being so stupid to fight in the damn ring for this battle royal until he got tossed out by everyone else in the battle royal. Uh, the final four was actually nice because it consisted of John Sebastian, Rex Lowen, Aldrin Richards, and Martivo. So it was two MWF superstars and two PWR superstars and one former PWR champion in John Sebastian. Um, basically, I was hoping Aldrin Richards would get that underdog victory, but god darn man, Rex Lowen was too much for him in this contest. So yeah, congrats to Danger Rex Lawin. And before that, I'll also tell you one of my favorite spots here. It was Kanto Kilabo Terror's return to in-ring competition. And guess who he had with him on his way to the ring? It was Tarek. Like, bringing him up the ring steps and letting him enter the ring. It was like a shout-out. It was like a throwback to freaking Renaissance 2014 when Kanto Terror was being escorted by Bobby Bland, Tarek's character, back in PWR four years ago inside the MCS arena. I think it was just me and a handful of guys who got that reference and I was marking out internally. I was freaking out, man. So yes, um, I was so happy to see that spot. And yeah, again, congrats to Rex Lowen. Now let's go on to the final spot in the PM, which were the main event matches. You can't stop crossing fate, baby, because it was TDT and ECX, the naughty boys of Philippine wrestling, taking on Frankie 13 and Morgan Vaughn, who dubbed themselves as the, the angsty boys against the naughty boys. Yeah, I guess that's what they call themselves. But man, it was a very entertaining tag team match. Look at it this way. Since MWF's inception last year, during the MCS days, these two groups were trying to say, hey, wouldn't be, wouldn't it be cool for our group to face your group? And that group was like, I think the Kaka Ebro, Strian, and Evan Carlo on one side. And there was Frankie 13, Morgan Vaughn, Hanselo Silva, and um, Moises Liwanag on the other, that picture. Well, now we got two out of those two guys on one end and two out of the two guys on the other end fighting each other inside that ring and that was amazing but yes sorry frankie sorry morgan but friendships beat all as you got defeated after a miscue and it was trian and evan pinning frankie 13 for the pinfall victory Next up, we got another tag team match of epic proportions after <laughs> Fabio Makisic dragged in Gig Striker at ringside and told Giggs, hey, there's this one guy here from PWR who's taking your job. He took his job. He took your job, Giggs. Your commercial job. And that guy's name is Chris Panzer. And Chris Panzer came into the ring, tried to explain himself, but no, no, Fabio wants to beat his ass with Gig Striker. 
However, John Sebastian came out, did a promo himself saying, if there's a man who deserves to beat the facing out of Chris Panzer, it's me, not you two losers. Yeah. And so the match was made. It was Panzer and Sebastian taking on Stryker and Fabio Makisig. But at one point in the match, Fabio Makisig and John Sebastian were getting their asses handed to them on by their opponents, their respective opponents, that they left the ringside. However, Mike Shannon told them, hey, since you guys work well together and Giggs and Panzer worked well together, how about we switch things up? Make it Stryker and Panzer facing Makisig and Sebastian and that's where the match got started again and this time it was Gig Striker and Chris Banger defeating Makisig and John Sebastian for the pinfall after the match Gig Striker got on the mic and said maybe in the future I want you Mr. Panzer to be part of my action movies and yeah I can't wait to see that maybe a new Sagot Kita movie would pop up and it has Papa P. Chris Panzer himself. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Now finally, let's go to the main event of the last day of HistoryCon. It was Zayden Trudeau, that evil despicable foreign heel who beaten up the friendly Robin Sane against Robin Sane. It was a 450 match wherein you can only pin your opponent after you delivered the 450 splash. It was a very new thing for me to see Zayden Trudeau play as the bad guy inside the ring. Like he had an edge to him this time. He was very aggressive against Robin Sane and I kind of like it. Though I don't know I'm more used to the good guy Zayden Trudeau that we love to cheer. But man, Zayden could work great as like a bad guy. So maybe if he turns bad guy or heel at PWR, I doubt he'd have a problem. This match had a lot of impressive spots. One of my favorite spots was the 630 splash of Zayden Trudeau. Though it missed, he pulled it off quite well. Sadly, Robinson got out of the way. And eventually, Robinson delivered not one but two successive 450 splashes to defeat the evil Canadian foreigner known as Zayden Trudeau. Now after the match, Robin Sane got the mic and said that he would respect Zayden as a fighter and a wrestler and they shook hands, hugged out in the ring and everything was all well and good in the Manilaverse and I really would like to say that of all the matches on HistoryCon, I really, really enjoyed the very last match. And it was fittingly the ending match for MWF at HistoryCon. So once again, thank you to MWF and PWR for putting on a great show during that weekend. Now, I didn't talk about APCC this year because there was no wrestling. No wrestling at all in APCC. That kind of sucked. However, regardless of the weather, regardless of how floody it was going on the way there, HistoryCon, like, it helped me get through the lack of wrestling in APCC. Not only did we get to see MWF wrestlers inside the ring at HistoryCon, but also PWR wrestlers. So that's awesome. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Don't forget to help this site unsuck by being a monthly patron. That's patreon.com slash channel14. We also have a Twitter 
that's at ch14 check out our other shows like third world linux third world gaming featuring critical index bodega nights and yes radio norm and that's it guys hopefully we'll see you at a next episode that also talks about history con if i can figure a way on how to put it out here see ya